You're listening to Dramas Over Flowers. I'm Parma and this is What's Up in Drama Land. Hello again dear listeners. We took it easy for the first few months of this year as we struggled with life, thesis writing and work, but we are back now. We hope that you're all comfortable, safe and healthy. When Anisa and Sai recorded this episode at the end of February, the crisis was looming but still distant for most of us. So their discussion in the first few minutes now acts as a time capsule of that cautious but easier time. Three weeks later, we are playing a scary waiting game in our homes. But dramas can provide succor. March has a lot to offer. Almost like the drama lords knew we needed good stories to take our minds off our fears. You've probably already started watching some of these, so let us know how right or far off we were with our reactions to their synopsis. You can email us at dramasoverflowers at gmail.com, comment in any of the apps that you're listening on, or tweet at us at dramasoverflow. You can also find Saya at notnowsaya, Anisa at anisakhalifa underscore, and me at festafaster. Finally, a big thank you to all our Patreon supporters. We've been lousy with uploads these last three months, but you've stayed solidly behind us. You guys are golden. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. All right, now on to dramas. Hi everyone, this is Saya. This is Anissa. And this is What's Up in Dramaland for... What month is it? February. <laughs> Recording in February, <laughs> publishing in March. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not doing this well right off the bat. But today is a magical day because it's the day that only appears once every four years, which is quite exciting. Unless it's your birthday, yes. which means it's sad. Yeah, that's true. Sorry to those who were born on February 29th. <laughs> Do you think we have any listeners who were? That would be really cool if we did. Um, if you are, happy birthday and also let us know. So we don't have a lot of news this time, just because like the main news out of Korea right now is that the coronavirus has just exploded um, and they're on high alert. I'm sure that by the time we're, we publish, there's going to be more developments to the story. But as of this recording, which is February 29th, as we said, the total cases are almost at 3,000 as a lot of... It's just, it's quite, it's quite serious. Things are just, my Korean professor was saying that, you know, like movie theaters have been shut down. Schools have been, I mean, they were on their kind of their break or their break was going to come up soon, but they Mm -hmm. just kind of delayed the return to the school. I think they were supposed to return in the beginning of March. They're not going to return in the beginning of March. So schools have been kind of indefinitely closed. People are, they've closed all the museums, and like a lot of public institutions, I think the National Assembly closed down for a few days and they like disinfected it inside. I'm not sure how effective that is. But anyway, like um, a lot of daycares are closed, although I think they are making sure that there's still locations available for families in which both parents work. Companies are encouraging people to use their flex time if they need to like stay home if they're not feeling well or they have to take care of family members. So things are just really in flux. Our heart goes out to to everybody in Korea and in China and like all the different places where I I know things are really bad in Italy and in Iran right now as well. So yeah, that's just kind of a a really sad and scary story. And I think wherever we are in the world, we're kind of worried about that. So um, we hope 
that our listeners also stay safe and healthy wherever you are. Saya, do you have something to add to that? Just the same thing. Be careful. Take care. If you think you're sick, don't go to the doctor or go out. Contact them in the ways that you've been advised to. That's the advice that we're getting here. Mm -hmm. Also, that sort of a bit more close to home, it's been affecting like um the hajj uh, not the hajj the umrah and hajj visas have been suspended for oh, muslim really? pilgrims going to um makkah for the next three months so that's the entire ramadan and the entire uh hajj season oh my gosh i hadn't heard that um also remember i told you a couple of i told you last week that i was going to um uh the event with the author of um uh, kim jong born 1982 yeah so that's been cancelled, and oh, I imagine, okay. you know, it, it, it doesn't take a lot of sleuthing to, to see what that's because of. They said unforeseen circumstances, but, you know. Yeah, I mean, our American universities, have a lot of them have, have just cancelled a lot of their study abroad programs for the summer that were going to that part of Asia. So we have, a, like, Duke Engage Korea that usually goes, like students go there and work with like low-income students and like refugees and stuff, and they are not doing that anymore, I don't think. Or like it's mm. on the verge of being canceled. Yeah. Um, all of our China programs have been canceled for, this, for the spring and maybe the summer. So, I mean, obviously these are less important in the face of people who are actually sick. So it's just yeah. kind of, it's just kind of showing the, the, how big the impact is like across yeah. the world instead and not, it's not really, I mean, there's an epicenter or like many epicenters, but it's just kind of, it's spreading so quickly. Mm -hmm. um, also the price yeah. of goods from China has gone up as well, like pr literally overnight, wow. which it, it honestly didn't occur to me until it happened. I was like, Oh, of course, because China. And yeah. It's strange to, to think how connected everything is when you don't think about that on a daily basis. But, yeah. you know. We, obviously, like, this isn't a news podcast, but, you know, like, we, we felt like we should really talk about this. So just to give, like, a little bit of the entertainment side, although, like, I don't know, it feels kind of unnecessary, but I just wanted to kind of bring, mention that um, there are a bunch of movies, Korean movies, that were set to film in the Middle East. Um, but like Koreans are now banned from entry to, from a lot of these countries like Jordan and Morocco and stuff. Cause apparently Jordan became like a big foreign location to film after Misang came Misang, out. Yeah. Interestingly. Yeah. And Morocco probably so, with Vagabond. And Morocco is also just like the place that they always go. Like Hollywood always goes to Morocco to like the film. They filmed so many movies there. It's kind of become this like epicenter for, for filming movies that are like set in quote unquote, the Middle East. Um, so a lot of those films are just, they're not able to, to go. A lot of famous um, like actors and TV personalities in Korea have donated like tons of money um, to like, you know, to buy masks for people to help them, uh, you know, like hire more nurses and more staff. Cause obviously like the hospitals are really, really understaffed um, to pay for people's testing, stuff like that. So the other thing that I read was that a lot of the international film festivals have like shifted their schedules and delayed their schedules. Um, and they might not even, some of them might not even happen at all. So yeah, it's like very peripheral to the, to the real issue, but I just wanted to, to bring that up. And so, I would expect, I mean, given 
how things are looking right now that it might eventually have an effect on drama shooting sh- uh, schedules as well. Yeah, I mean, I I was actually, that was one of the things that I was trying to f- see if I could find any information about last night when I was looking through articles. I didn't see anything, mm. but I have a feeling that given another like two or three weeks, we're probably yeah. going to see something. Yeah, I think the kind of unintended consequence right now is just that like more people are staying home. So like they're actually watching more TV and like ratings are higher. That's so, so that's, that's I mean it's that's, like sad and funny at the same time. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's the only like real thing that I could kind of see. So yeah. So you know, maybe maybe the dramas are enjoying like a tiny bump in ratings and that's like the only silver lining. But um and then uh, like a couple quick headlines. Train to Busan sequel, which is called Peninsula, just released its first posters. Um, looks pretty cool. Starring Kang Dong-won. We love him. And um, that's going to be coming out this summer. Have you watched Train to Busan? Of course you have. You're a film person. I have not, actually, because Are I don't like zombies. No, I know. People keep telling me, like, it's a zombie movie, but, like, it's not that bad. But I'm just like, uh, I know. And I'm also a Gong Yu person, so I have no excuse. Right. I will watch I, it. I'm I will not watch a it. zombie person, and that's why I haven't watched it. Yeah, I just have a mental block when it comes to zombies. I don't. I'm not. Oh, maybe it's Orma who's watched it then. She has. Yeah, she has. Oh, okay. So we really should have like dragged her in for five minutes just just to talk about this because even in her absence, I can hear her squee. <laughs> yeah. Well, we can as it as it comes up and as it comes out and stuff. We can get her opinion definitely. Um, and the other thing that I wanted to briefly mention is that um, Parasite has topped fifty million dollars in the box office. Um, in the U.S., which, like, it was already, even before the Oscars, it had already made, like, $30 million or something, and it was already the most, it was it had already broken all the records for a foreign film ever to, to screen in the U.S., but it continues to just do gangbusters so for a foreign for film. For someone who doesn't understand what those numbers mean, like, comparatively, like, what 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 is that? Yeah, I mean, it's not a ton of money for, like, a blockbuster movie, but it is a lot of money for a foreign film, which generally don't make, you know, more than even $10 million. Even making more than $10 million is a lot for a foreign film. Obviously, for, for big, you know, for Marvel movies and stuff, they'll be making like, you know, a billion dollars worldwide. So that's, those movies usually make, I mean, I, don't quote me, but like hundreds of millions of dollars domestically. But those movies are also on a hugely different scale, and they also spend a lot more money on their movies. This this movie's budget, budget was, was it's thirteen and a half billion won, which is about eleven million dollars. Wow. Okay, this is good. So, and they, I think they say usually a, a movie has to make back um, two and a half times of its budget to be profitable. And of which course, I'm sure it's made a lot of money <laughs> yeah. worldwide. Yeah, it's, it's done way more than that. So, but oh, I think the more parasite. significant aspect of it is just that, like, I, I don't the know reach. that I've ever seen a foreign film have this much cultural impact. Um, mm. And that's one of the things that kind of the Best Picture Award functions as is like it just makes more people watch it that didn't know about it because the reach of that kind of news is so wide. I mean, Donald Trump was talking about Parasite. Because um, he watched it. Basically, I don't think he watched it. He was just dissing <laughs> the fact that a foreign movie won Best Picture and, like, this is the problem with America and, like, why are you 
choosing. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not going off in that, in that <laughs> direction. <laughs> a lot of people were like, you, you know, Neon, the distribution company that distributed Parasite in the U.S. They quote tweeted his like the video of him saying that, and they were like, understandable because he can't read. <laughs> you know, if that was anyone else, I'd feel sorry, but like it's him, so I don't feel sorry. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So I'm going to hand it off to you now. <laughs> We've switched so my- roles this time. I did news and you did upcoming. So, <laughs> Which is why I know nothing. But, you know, I did news. La- uh, I did the um, uh, upcoming last night. So, of course, now that I've slept on it, I've forgotten everything. So this is as new to me as it is to anyone else. <laughs> um, right. So it's it's a busy month in March. Got lots of premieres. Like, what, 10 new shows? What I didn't realize when I put thirteen actually. Oh, actually, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't count the dailies. And there's a new variety show. I didn't put that in. Sorry, I was really sleepy. It was like two a.m. Okay, no, no, that's fine. That's what I usually do too. (laughs) We don't count dailies and like super long weekenders. So So I just picked up the primetime dramas and of the weekenders. I think there's no full weekenders on this list, but I may be surprised as I get down the list. But um, yeah, we're starting pretty quickly. So on the first, uh, on the second of March. We've got a Monday-Tuesday drama called Nobody Knows, and that's 16 episodes on SBS, and that's a murdery, mystery, thrillery thing. So, my wheelhouse. Um, mm-hmm. And that stars Kim Sohyung, uh, Ryu Do-kwon, I always get his name wrong, <laughs> Ryu Do-kwon, Pakun, and Anjiho. And you've got Kim Sohyung playing a detective who lost her friend 19 years ago to a serial killer. And she still carries the guilt and trauma over the death of her friend. Um, and then 19 years later, this serial killer resumes his killing, or her killing, I suppose. Could Have we ever had female serial killers? I don't think so. Not mm, that I know that's of, one that but... we need. Uh, if if there are, it's like statistically insignificant. I mean, I'm talking about in real life. I don't know about in shows. Oh, yeah. Um, when I say we need, I mean we need in drama land, not in real life. We never need serial killers in real life, ever. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing is, like, this is starring... Kim Sa-young is um, Kim Ji-young, Sun-sing, from uh, Sky Castle. Yeah. She was <laughs> so iconically evil. Like the, evil. She was... One of the most amazing <laughs> villains I've ever seen. Did you ever watch any of Sky Castle? I didn't, but I looked it up last night when I was looking this up. Yes. So, I mean, that that character became, like, a cultural phenomenon. So, it's interesting. Um, to, it'll be interesting to see her play, like, the hero after playing such a... She had almost, like, this demonic aura around her. She was she was so good in that, um, in, in a really disturbing way, so... Do you get, like, that character hangover, you um, know, between, like, when an actor has played a villain and then they go and play a good guy? Do you, do you like, feel mistrustful? I can't the watch beginning the two dramas at the same time, but I don't necessarily... Like, if the actor is good enough, I don't really mind. I feel like once the drama ends, I'm like, I'm good, I'm done, I'm ready to move on. You probably won't be watching this. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Well, I do like well, the Well, you're actress, not going to be but... watching anything until, af- until after you finish your thesis. Oh, not uh, oh! In March, I'm not watching anything. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe eventually I'll watch it if you tell me it's good. Well, the screenwriter hasn't had um, any other work apart from a drama special back in 2015 that we know of, and the PD's last project was Falsify, which Barma has thoughts on, and they are not good thoughts. Mm. And the the whole plot kind of it's actually not the first serial killer drama to have a serial killer 
that resumes activities after a long, a long hiatus. Yeah. So it it does sound quite um run of the mill in, in as far as a serial killer can. But I may yet check it out. I mean, it's murder and it's a mystery and it's thrillers, so sounds yeah. like really my, depends my on the execution. Thing. So yeah, yeah. But I might wait <laughs> it out a bit. <laughs> I'm laughing oh, because no. I'm looking at what you wrote. You're not doing the next one. I'm doing the next one. Fine. We were going to alternate, but Saya has hijacked this process because... This one's mine. <laughs> because, Go ahead. Because on March the 11th, my baby's come back. <laughs> it's uh, The Memorist, which is a Wednesday-Thursday drama on TVN, and that is 16 episodes, and it's a supernatural mystery thr- thriller with... <laughs> You can okay, say the reason I laughed because because I looked at who's starring and it says you know who and I was like Voldemort. <laughs> but you no, it's not Voldemort. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Yes. So in case you don't know who, it's you singer. I'm sure Anissa knew, but in case any of our listeners didn't know. Um, so it's uh, Yusungo and Issa Young. And I just realized as I was looking this up last night that I completely had the wrong idea of who the female lead was because I was thinking Pak Seung. And I think that's what everyone was getting um, excited about. But actually, it's Issa Young, who I actually I really like. She no, I knew it was Issa Young. Oh, I didn't. She's... I was oh, okay. not. Pay- I... Look, was I paying attention to anything else? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> um, she was the queen and the crowned clown, and I think she was the ghost in uh, a ghost in Huayogi, and she was in a couple of other things recently that I didn't watch. You know, you're asking me about like whether I get a character hangover. I don't get it in the sense that like I can't see them play something different, but if I see them in something that like made me really angry and upset, or if their characters' development made me really angry and upset, sometimes I have mm-hmm. a little bit of a hard time watching them in something else. And I feel a little bit like that with Lee Young because uh, the best hit just made me so mad. Oh, yeah, that was what it she was It made me so upset, to... yeah. Oh, no. And I, I mean, it's obviously not her fault, but I just, after that, I just haven't been able to watch anything with any of those actors. I'm actually completely, agree- like, that's exactly how I react to characters I hate. Like, you know, my Sonia didn't hang over was long. And then they just need a good project to make you stop hating them. Yeah, I wouldn't say hate, but I just like have unpleasant feelings when I see her, you know. And it's not her fault. I just don't want to. Mm. Yeah, it I mean, it's never the actual actress. Yeah. It's never the actual actor's fault. It's it's the character's yeah, exactly. fault, obviously. But like you know, they're the vessel of of the feelings you feel. So <laughs> yeah, you just need time to get over it sometimes. Yeah, yeah, time and distance. So the plot of um. What's it called? Oh, Memorist. The uh, plot of Memorist goes that uh, Yu Sungo is plays a detective uh, called Dongbek, and he has a supernatural ability to read people's memories when he touches them. And, of course, whenever memories are involved, someone has to lose the memory, so he loses his memory as he stumbles upon a mysterious case of serial murders. And this is based on a webtoon, a very popular webtoon of the same name. Um, but I'm a bit iffy on the plot, because... He, I feel like he's done this before. And also, I wanted to see Yusungo doing rom-com for the rest of his life, but I'll put that thought to the side. Because in uh, Remember Sun's War, which is what he did before he did I'm Not a Robot, I think, he's this high-powered lawyer who has an extraordinary memory until he loses it. Like, he has early-onset Alzheimer's or something. Oh. So I it's thought really, that was like, a saga from the title. Oh, no, no. Oh, uh, 
that's uh, that was Ruler Master of the Mask. It oh, was okay. it's these titles with colons in them. Oh, actually, no, you're right. That is the one he did before. I'm not a robot. This is the one he did before uh, Ruler. Oh, okay. Yeah, so in that show that happens. Um, but also we just had He's Psychometric, which is also when the character touched someone, he would, like, get an understanding of them. Not necessarily their memories, but, like, something. Hmm. So, I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I've, written in the, I've written in the notes, it may be derivative, but do I care? And you get yeah. points if you get the plus, right answer. Plus you have the, the currently, yeah, plus you have the currently airing drama where, with tech where he, like, can read the person's last moments when he is it when yeah. he sees them or when he touches Although them or that when he looks in their eyes that feels oh, okay. a little different to me because it's like it's a very specific situation and it, it's not as like its scope isn't as big I but see. at the same time i really liked his psychometric in the beginning i don't think it resolved the supernatural part of his abilities that well at the end so yeah i mean i feel it. like this is yeah i know <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is really also enough. the kind of premise. Yeah, I mean, it's a given. We don't we don't argue with givens. Um, I feel like this is also the type of premise that like it's one of those things that can be done endlessly, and as long as it's done in an interesting yeah. way, you don't really mind. Like if the execution is done well, because it just it has the ability to like explore certain aspects of human nature that you can't normally, you know, like like the best of sci-fi does. And, like, there are certain things that are just going to be tropes. And if they're done well, you know, like time travel or, you know, like body mm. switching. Like, it can be a, it can be terrible or it can be kind of interesting and funny and, like, revealing yeah, about I the characters and, and offer, you know, like, development and an interesting, you know, character. Yeah, and, and it would stuff, depend so. on, like, how well they establish the rules of his abilities and whether, like, as long as they don't let it, degenerate into a convenient sort of um, mechanism for moving the plot along like they did in his psychometric but also the slight difference in this is that usually like people with supernatural abilities are sort of undercover and their skills aren't recognized whereas in this one he's actually like he's on the case officially hmm. as a supernatural expert so that's that's an interesting uh, spin on on that as well and plus i i realize that i always like people better after they've played detectives <laughs> so <laughs> it's it's about time he played a that's detective very interesting. <laughs> so and this has like, been a time diving into saya's psyche thanks for joining us <laughs> Okay, let's move on. I don't want to, but uh, let's 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 go. Oh, I'm actually glad that you took memories because I wanted this one, so it works out. So the cool. next one is Hospital Playlist. It's going to be on TVN and also Netflix. It's going to be 12 episodes. Oh, it's 12 episodes. I just realized that. That makes me more even more excited for this. So um, against my normal taste, this is actually a medical drama, but it's also very slice of life. So I guess that's exactly my my taste but this yeah. is by the same people who did um the reply series and that's shin wanho and iwu jung pd shin wanho writer Li jung and um it's kind of a sequel to prison playbook or like smart prison living depending on how you how you translate that so it stars get ready jo jung suk yu yun suk jung kyung ho kim dae myung jun mi do like these are this is such a great cast. Such a cast. Yeah, man. Such a great I'm cast. I'm really excited about this. I actually don't have any interest in, like, I'm after Answer Me 97, I was just not, that wasn't a show for me. And I know everyone loves it, and I know it's a controversial opinion, but I didn't, like, have, I didn't like it as 
yeah. So I've never watched anything else from them since, but I'm excited about this one and I'm going to watch it. Yeah, I watched 97 and 94 um, and I I loved them. I didn't really get into 88, even though I know that's everybody's favorite. But And I also didn't have time to watch Prison Playbook, but I heard Prison Playbook was really, really good. So yeah, I have this no time is, for that one either. kind of in the same vein. Yeah. So, I mean, it's basically just like these five doctors who all went to medical school at the same time. And now they're all friends and they work together at the same hospital. I mean, this would never happen in real life. But let's, like, (laughs) putting that aside. It it sort of can because I have, like, there was a time in my life when all my friends were doctors. And it kind of, it it did sort of happen. Though not 10 years down the line, but at least in the beginning. Interesting. Okay. I guess, yeah, I guess if you, not if you were friends before medical school, but you were friends in medical school. But in my experience, people get sent to like all over when they do their residency and stuff. So, but anyway, that's Mm, beside the point. So they're just like, (laughs) they've been friends for 20 years and now they're colleagues and they just like you're hanging out. They they form a band together. I mean, I'm already on board. Like I hate medical dramas and I'm on board. So there's nothing else to say. And a band, a band means judging so cool sing. Like... Yeah, you exactly. Know, people pay for that. <laughs> it's it's like if if Yoo Sung Ho is in a drama, Saya will watch it. If Jo Jung Suk sings, I'm there. It's the same. We're kind all of there. Alchemy, yeah. All right. And also, um, like there's been a second season for this confirmed already, and I read uh a couple of comments on the MGL page that said um it's actually been commissioned for a three uh season show so it could you know ah. you could be getting that whole thing in a in a yeah, three-parter in over theory, three years which is quite mm, exciting yeah i mean I in mean, theory i'm against start. multiple seasons but this premise is not really it's not like a, a plot centric type of premise so i right. think it could work it, yeah and like just as you were saying in the way that this the entire this the whole genre of this show would really fit the multi-season format quite well yeah it's like a me saying or an age of youth Mm. or a signal well signal is a little different because there is a very there is definitely a plot but like it's that kind of ensemble workplace drama where like it's not really as much about the plot as it is about the characters these people living their lives together yeah kind of like a poem a day as well where like i wouldn't mind seeing those people again yeah i I would watch the heck out of that I'd watch that every day if it was on every day. Yeah. But also, that being said, it's Mm -hmm. still a finite season count. So it's not like it's going on forever. That's true. Even in a multi-season, it's got a beginning, a middle, and an end. Yeah, and that's good. That's what we want. All right, next one's yours. Speaking of sequels, (laughs) so Mm -hmm. Kingdom 2 will drop all at once on March 13th on Netflix. And I feel like it doesn't really need any introduction, but hey... Let's do it. So it stars uh, Ju Ji-hoon, Bae Ryu Seung-young, and Kim Hye-jun. It's a historical supernatural thriller with zombies, in case you didn't know. Um, and in, so in season one, um, Ju Ji-hoon, who plays the crown prince of Joseon, he investigates this mer- mysterious disease and uncovers a secret that will that threatens his kingdom. And... So they pick this up in season two, and neither of us have watched the season one because zombies. Um, has Barma watched it? I think she has. 
Oh, we needed her for this one. <laughs> I know. <laughs> she brings the zombies to this podcast. Right. <laughs> the enthusiasm for for the undead. Um, so season two picks up of like right where season one ends, and so the uh, crown prince. Um, He's trying to save his people during the plague and returns to the palace to find the source of the disease and uncovers more secrets and more plots. And honestly, my first thought is, can can the writer gang please write Signal 2 and forget zombies? But of course, this was like huge last year, so I'm, I have no doubt it's going to be like Kingdom 2 is going to be just as huge this year. Yeah, um, and I'm pretty sure that they wanted, they had originally planned to have a season two from the beginning, so. Yeah, and it was confirmed really, really quickly, like, before they'd even released season one, the season two had yeah. been ordered. Although I'm not sure how much of that was down to, like, the whole budgeting problem, because they way overspent on on what they were meant to Again? <laughs> uh, do, <laughs> right? Because it was meant to be eight episodes, and they had to cut it to six. I'm not sure... Yeah, yeah, so Kingdom 2, also six episodes. So I imagine they did the same thing. And I find it quite amusing to recall that Song Joong-gi turned down this role that Juju Hun took. Like, uh, before it was offered to Juju Hun, he turned it down. And now that we're in uh, a post-Asadal world, I wonder if he regrets his choice. Yeah. This is petty, petty because, of me, but... Yeah, especially because we know that Song Joong-gi can do, like, the conflicted tortured but still sympathetic king so well mm. um based like on like he, true he, deep roots he does this whole like you know dancing that line of charming and dangerous right he can do it really well has he played a crown prince before what was he yeah in he was the uh, he was the young king in, he was young king sejong in uh tree with deep roots he was really good in that but i don't think you've seen to that. Watch that drama no not yet but it, you do like need been to watch trying it to you see would love it, it for like Ten, nearly, well, not quite ten, but nearly ten years. I've been trying to watch it. It will it's happen amazing. eventually. It's so good, and it's like so language nerdy that you will love it. Okay, remind me that that's well, the next making that saga entertaining I somehow. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I would Put find that entertaining even, even if it wasn't entertaining. <laughs> like I'd find that right? entertaining it's as a, a documentary. <laughs> exactly, so would I. But like, also they made it entertaining to like regular people, so it's it's very good. And it's got Jang Hyuk and Song Joo Ki and Han Suk Kyu and um, oh. Sa uh What's her name? Oh my God, Haryeon. Shin Se what's, what's the yeah? Shin, Shin Se Gyeong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's it's really good. It also has really- um, uh, signals. Um, I I always think of him as Brutus because that was his name in the first ever <laughs> family drama I watched him in. I, I don't know why I can't think of his name. But you know, Ijehan from Signal. Ijehan. What's oh, the yeah. actor's I, name? I just I can't even remember the actor's name anymore because he's just Ijehan to me now, even though I've seen right. him in other that projects actor. before that. Oh, I mean I gosh, love him yeah. so much that I feel bad that I can't remember his name right now. I know it. But anyway, he's I, I also feel like... in that. <laughs> oh yes, I can't remember his name right now. Anyway. I guess we'll have to leave it at that. And also, just, again, old news, but, you know, it's been a year, so just to remind everyone that this was uh, based on a manhwa called uh, Country of God. So, if you want your spoilers before you watch it, go read it. Is it translated? It must be by now. Uh, I don't know, but I'm guessing it would be since it's so popular. Mm. Uh, Lee Jae-han's name, real name is Jo Jin-wung. I'm sorry oh, for yeah. forgetting that. Yeah. <laughs> I knew there was an ong in there somewhere. Yes. Okay. 
Anyway, Next. we love him. Next we one do. is Rugal, which is the literal Korean title, right? Do you yeah. know what that means? I think it's the name of an organization in the show. Okay. So this is an OCN slash Netflix thriller, sci-fi action crime thriller. So it's 16 episodes. It's dropping on March 16th. It stars Jae Jin-hyuk, Park Sung-woong, and Jo Dong-hyuk. And this is the story of a police officer who attempts to bring down a nationwide criminal organization. But he ends up not only losing his wife, but also his eyes and the person he was. And then he gets like artificial eyes created by this organization called Rugal. And then he goes after the criminal organization. And it's also I based like on it. a webcomic. It's so dark. It sounds, it sounds pretty badass. Actually, I think sounds like, would be like, cool. Yeah, it's, it's like his type of role. It's like this sort of dark, ambiguous, like with a certain amount of gravitas as well, because I think he does that really well. So he's playing to his strengths, and I love it, so I'm going to watch this one. But it's it's interestingly different, um, because I don't think we've ever had, like, bionic eyes before. That's I'm curious to see what they're going to do with that. And the posters mm. of the show are amazing. They're, like, really, like, the concept art and everything is, like, wow. So it makes you want to watch it just from that. I feel like it's a futile question to ask you. Do you think you're going to be watching it? Um, <laughs> because of the time of year. Probably not, but... I have a whole summer ahead of me, so we'll see. That's what I said last summer. I didn't watch anything because I had no, in- I didn't have good internet where I was. So <sighs> we'll see. But you, you watched the things that mattered, like Guhiryan. Uh, that was during school. Oh, okay. I have no concept of, of what time of year it is. So the next one is, yes, uh, Memoirs of the Man or Find Me in Your Memory. It's got a couple of alternate titles. I think they're all slightly awkward translations that haven't settled on an official English title yet. And that drops on March 18th. It's uh, 32 half-hour episodes, uh, Wednesday-Thursday drama on NBC, starring Kim Dong-uk and Moon Ga-young. It's a romance melodrama, which is interesting. That was a completely pointless comment. Never mind that. Mm. <laughs> so the story revolves around a man with hypertamesia, which is a condition that gives him the ability to remember nearly every detail of his life, um, and a woman who's forgotten the most important moments of hers. And they fatefully cross paths one day and come to love each other, because that's what you have to do when you're opposites. <laughs> um, yeah, of course. So- There's no other choice. <laughs> They don't even have a choice. It's sad. Kim Dong-uk plays uh, a news anchor, and he's in charge of like the number one news station in Korea. And Moon Ga-young plays uh, an actress who has been acting for like six years, but um, she has endless controversies over her acting ability. So what, is she a foot actress? That kind of thing? It's, That's what I'm thinking. Um, like, she's just a bad actress. <laughs> yeah. I quite like Moon Gaeyang, actually, but I think she hasn't had good roles um, in anything I've seen her in recently. At least they start off well and then they end badly. I haven't seen Ajahn. Yeah, I honestly, anything. like, don't even know what I've seen her in. I just know that her face looks familiar to me. So She I, was I, in, yeah, you know, that really have... seducer, the... She was Balgang in Jealousy Incarnate. Oh, that's where I know her from. Yeah. And okay. then she was okay. in that Isn't Udahan drama. Isn't she a little drama. too young for Kim dong She is pretty young. and um, But also she's like 24 or something. Because I checked this last night because I was like, she's really young. And I don't know who, like I haven't watched Kim dong in anything. Um, 
But he has this kind of baby yeah, like, face, I and she has really quite seen a mature... him in anything since Coffee Prince, honestly. I think uh, Labor Inspector Joe, he was in that very recently. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, um, that's right. He was in that, but I didn't watch it. Yeah. So, He's been doing a I lot of know. movies, too. Oh, that could be it. I think Moon Moonlight tends to... Actually, I'm not sure. She She's done a few movies, but I'm not sure. But she does, like... I don't know, maybe because I've seen her play teenagers, she has that teenager vibe to me. Kim Dong-wook was also the second lead in Radiant Office, which I watched the whole thing, but I just totally forgot about that. I guess he hasn't really done a lot of memorable stuff lately. So both of them seem like they're quite sort of middle grade, like talent-wise, sort of middle of the flock. But but the um, interesting thing is that this is written by uh, Kim Yoon-ju, who wrote uh, Jewel, and she was also the co-writer with Song Jae-jong on Queen in Hyunsman and Nine. And after the, like after Queen in Hyunsman and Nine, that's when Song Jae-jong went solo and her second half problems began, you know, in like W and ah. uh, Memories of the Alhambra. So I don't know. I mean, I, ha- I feel like we can put a decent amount of faith in the writer and, and then maybe the rest, you know, it remains to be seen whether the cast can pull that off. Hmm. But I mean, I'm yeah. Like, I mean, they most likely have the acting talent if the story is good mm-hmm. and it's done well. But I'm not really like attracted by by the plot or anything. It doesn't seem all that interesting to me. No, me neither. To be honest, yeah. Okay, the next one is three sixty five. Repeat the year or a year against fate. It's a time travel mystery crime thriller. It's premiering on March twenty third. It will have 24 35-minute episodes. It's on NBC. And it stars Lee Jun-hyuk, Nam Ji-hyun, and Yang Dong-gun. And I just want to say, Oppa, please be healthy in this and happy. <laughs> Why like- is he doing another crime thriller? <laughs> Do a rom-com so I can not cry when I watch you. I think they don't oh like God. giving him rom-coms. Maybe it's because he's got that, like that sort of weasel-faced charm that is so good for... He's too good at being bad, but he's also really <laughs> good at being good. I want to see him... I mean, I'm not, he's not bad in this. He's actually the main character, mm. but I just feel like it's going to be dark, so... But um, the story. So it's about 10 people who get the chance to go back one year in the past and change their destiny, but unexpectedly mysterious situations start to arise and their fates are changed and twisted. So he plays, Asian Hack plays an officer, uh, like a police officer who used to be like traffic police, but he got promoted when he arrested a wanted criminal. And then Nam Jihan plays a webtoon writer I love that she's called Hidden Killers. I mean, she just, like, kills off her characters all the time. Is she she going to be our female serial killer? Maybe. But still, she just, like, kills her characters and not real people. Is she self-dubbed The best kind, if you ask me. (laughs) So, this is an interesting premise. I'm really curious to see how this is going to turn out, because... It's not like going back 15 years or going back to change like this one thing. It's just a year. Mm, for an unknown which might reason. be like slightly more mundane, but also maybe like more heartbreaking in some ways because the wounds are more recent. I don't know. What do you think? I think that it's not entirely clear like exactly what kind of cases are going to come out of it. Like how personal is it going to be or is it like, you know, if, if that makes sense. That doesn't make sense. Mm. 
But like in the sense that I can't get a read on the tone of it just yet. Yeah, that's fair. But I think it has potential. The premise has potential. Like whether it's going to delve more into like the you know the um, implications of the effect that it has on your life from going back in a year, or whether it's going to be focused on solving a, a crime that we don't yet know about, or if it will yeah, divide its I time guess, well. Yeah, whether it whether the the time travel device and the mystery surrounding the time travel device takes starts to take more precedence than like the people's actual lives and what how that changes their lives. I might not like that as much. But then, given that it But it's has, based on a Japanese novel. Right, source material. So it, it knows its ending before it started, we hope. So at least it, it yeah. might like proceed that in a linear help. fashion towards its end rather than sort of, oh, we've got three episodes to go, let's make it up now. Or something. Because that's that's a, the problem that you have in a lot of time travel yeah. shows is that they're not like they're not well thought out or they are well thought out up to a point and then it's like let's uh, and then they panic and like let's throw everything in include you know um, like whatever just get this machine moving to the end so hopefully given that it's got a well established source material in in an actual novel it might not sort of go pear-shaped towards the end, I hope. But I will be watching this one as well. Yeah. But, <laughs> so the PD's last project was Lucky Romance. I don't know. Yeah. Did you, did you watch that? No, but I heard about how terrible oh, okay. it was. okay, because I actually um, began watching it, and it yeah. was terrible pretty much from the beginning, which makes me, like, I have reservations about about part of the show, but I'm interested in everything else. For sure, Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Okay, so the next one is called A Piece of Your Mind. The literal title is um, like Panipan, a half of a half, which I rather like better than than this official title. Um, that's coming on March the 23rd. Yeah. It's a 16-episode on TVN, Monday, Tuesday drama. Um, I, li- I like the look of the cast, though. So you've got Jung Hae-in and Chae Seo-bin, and I'm so glad Chae Seo-bin is coming back because I've missed her. You know, she wasn't on screen once last year. So sad. Um, uh, Lee Hannah and Kim Sung Gyu round out that cast. Even before that, what did she do? So the last thing she did was um, West Stars Land, um, Fox Bridester. I know. No, no, that didn't. That doesn't exist. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. She hasn't done anything in a long <laughs> okay. time. So, um, like, do you remember? We don't acknowledge the existence of that. <laughs> do you remember that she'd got a lot of criticism where people were complaining that they were seeing her too much? She's like, she's a working actress. Really? Yeah, like they don't, yeah cause they were just like, what? why is she in every drama? That's so hypocritical. Nobody know, ever says right? that about male actors. So true. Yeah, and it, so I guess that would explain why we haven't seen her for so long. I feel like Park Min Young's been getting a little bit of that, and like, I don't, I don't, I want to see her. I'll, I want to see her more. Like, exactly. it's not a problem, except that like she probably needs to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And because I really, I really like Chesibin. I mean, I guess the good thing, the upside of that is she hopefully has been getting more sleep or, and, you know, like, uh, CFs are more profitable for them than than acting projects. So, I mean, it's not like they stop working. She probably, she just hasn't been doing shows because people are stupid. Yeah. Anyway, 
So it's a romance uh, about an artificial intelligence programmer and a classical recording engineer. So Jung Hain is the programmer and he's the founder of a brain. Yes. Uh, founder of a brain. He's the founder of a portal site called MNH. And uh, Che Subin is the classical recording engineer. And she's like an optimistic woman despite having an unstable lifestyle with no family or home, which sounds very candy-like. But I guess okay. they offset that with a little bit of sort of genius because she solves maths problems to find comfort in difficult times. And the, it's told from the perspective of Jonghyun, I believe, a, a man who believes that even a small fraction of his significant uh, other's heart is enough for him, which I guess is why it's called Half of a Half. And this is from the PD of Familiar mm. Wife and Shopping King Louis and My Hollow Love, which was also AI, right? I thought this would be a draw for you because Familiar Wife. Yeah, I loved Familiar Wife. And like the directing was gorgeous in Familiar Wife. I have less of a clear memory of Shopping King Louis, but I also feel like the directing was Have you was seen good the posters for this? I have not. I think you'll like them. They're very sort of whimsical and almost ethereal. Like it doesn't, I mean, I don't know why it, I guess we haven't watched it yet, but it seems more like a straight-up romance rather than a comedy. Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. Um, also, um, the writer on the show, the screenwriter's last project was um, last year's film Tune In For Love, which uh, Jung Hyun was also the, the lead of with uh, Kim Goan, and I think that film did pretty well. I haven't watched it yet, but it yeah. sounded... Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but it's on my list on Netflix. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I feel like this one, out of everything that's been on the list, is is your drama. Uh, I think it's number two behind um, Hospital Playlist, surprisingly, actually. Oh, uh, behind Hospital Playlist, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot about that one. The next one is Welcome, or Osowa. By the way, we should definitely include the Hangul titles in our posts from now on. I like doing that. So good, good idea, Saya. <laughs> This okay. is dropping we'll on <laughs> March 25th. It's going to be 32 episodes. I'm assuming like the short ones, the short kind of episodes on KBS 2. And it stars L, Shin Ye-un, and uh, So Ji-hun. And it's a fantasy romance comedy. L is a cat who has mastered the art of transformation into human form. He wants to become human <laughs> for his owner. And in order to stay by her side, he starts so living random. a double life. So uh, Shinyan is its owner. She's in her 20s, a graphic designer, and she wants to be a webcomic artist. Um, she's very loving. She attracts many cat-like people. Okay. Her father's like a Persian cat. Her crush is like a Siamese cat. Um, this is getting a little weird for me. She brings Hongjo home, or L. He brings She brings L <laughs> home, thinking he's a cat, but ends up in a completely different situation. Uh, okay. This is also based on a webtoon, if you couldn't tell from the premise. You're like, were you high when um, you wrote this? Yeah, so so are we rooting for <laughs> her to fall in love with a cat and, like, have a relationship? I, I just, I don't know where this is going. I also think this is a missed opportunity to cast the actor who actually looks like a cat. Uh, what's his name? So Kang-hoon. He's a, he, he looks like a cat. He would have been perfect in this role. I need to look this up. <laughs> You know that I'm not a robot guy. So Kang Jun. Are you that's thinking right. of So Kang Jun? Are you human too? Which by the 
<laughs> which, which, by the way, I was really entertained by last um, What's Up in Ramaland with you and Boromir. You guys called it, are you a robot? I Am I, what is it? Are you a robot too? In my defense, I never watched that show. Although she did, so I don't know what her excuse is. <laughs> I, just, I just found it so funny. And I, was, I felt like basically I became a listener for a day and I was yelling at, at you guys every time you said it. I was like, no, it's a you human Sorry, too. listeners. <laughs> it was good, though. I'm sure other listeners were also correcting you every time yes. you said it. <laughs> Feel free to send us emails yelling at us for saying the wrong thing. We will we will correct ourselves in the next episode. Also, we will try to sleep more beforehand. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to think about this. So I guess we'll just have to see see how it turns out. Are you going to watch this? Um, I really like Shin Yen, and I really like Soji Hoon, and El is actually all right. I mean, he's pretty good these days, and he's, he's his dimples. And the storyline is really, like, bizarre, but I'm kind of morbidly curious to see where and how they will go with this. It's just, seriously, it's like someone was high when they wrote it. Yeah, it sounds a bit like Absolute Boyfriend in but the sense cats. that, like, I don't really see how this can end well. <laughs> right. And and then, like, these types of dramas are always, like, mm. very lighthearted, so, like, you know that the aim is to end well, or, like, at least comedically, but it just doesn't, I don't see how that can happen, so. Well, I, I, I guess that surely he would just decide to be a human but he's a cat. How can a cat become a human? No, 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 he's not. He He's a human who can turn into a cat. And, like, the question isn't can you fall in love with a cat? Everyone falls in love with cats. No, he's a cat who has mastered the art of transformation into human form. I'm reading the summary. So, okay, so there are there are conflicting reports of this. So on, on, one, okay. on one synopsis, it says that he's a, a man who turns into a cat. On the other, it says he's a cat who can turn into a man. I guess it's a mystery that we'll find out when it starts. Which one is actually the case? So either he's not actually human and she won't be able to actually have a human relationship with him, or he's a dude who turned into a cat so he can enter this woman's home without telling her and in invading her privacy. Like, I just don't... Okay, okay now that now that sounds creepy. <laughs> it does. But it, you know it's going to be framed as this, like, funny, quirky, like, kooky, goofy romantic comedy, and I'm just going to be like, ugh... Anyway, maybe I'm, maybe yeah, I'm overthinking now, now, this. Now you've said it, I can't unthink it. I was being innocent, and I'm sure the cat was too. It's, but if it's not a cat and it's a man, then there's nothing innocent about it. You are right, and I hate you. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, we can move on to the next one. Please forgive okay. me. So finally, we, we are at the end of our list, um, almost, with just one more to go. And this one is called The Married Life or World of the Married. It airs on March the 27th. It's 16 episodes. It's a Friday-Saturday drama, which is um, on JTBC and Netflix also, starring Kim Hee, Park Hye-jun, Han So-hee, and Park Son-young. And this is a melodrama. So the synopsis goes that Kim Hee is a family medicine doctor who is married to Park Hye-jun, and they have a son. And she seems to have everything, like a successful career and a happy family. But she's betrayed by her husband and others. Um, I get the idea that he cheats on her, but I'm not 100% sure on that. But, you know. 
Mm, that's how it about seems. right. Yeah. Yeah. And so he, Pakijun, he dreams of becoming a famous movie director and runs an entertainment business with the support of his wife. Even though he loves his wife, he falls into a dangerous relationship, completely helplessly, of course. Okay, it just falls into it. Just without any, any, no, like, agency on his part. Poor boy. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) So this is actually a remake of BBC TV show called Dr. Foster, which I don't know anything about because I don't watch English TV. So sorry, people. Sorry, you're you're a bad English person. You should be able to tell us (laughs) about this stuff. (laughs) I I should be able to tell you about all things English. (laughs) Yes, why why can't you do that? I'm very disappointed. I fail at being English enough. I'm the kind of person you should toss into the English channel. (laughs) It comes from the PD of Misty, which um, I know you guys enjoyed last year. And it seems to have quite a similar tone and genre. Like it's quite dark and, you know... Yeah, I mean, I never finished Misty, and I know people were kind of conflicted on the ending. I watched, I think, like six or seven episodes. It was gorgeously directed. It was so well directed. I mean, yeah, and it was very, it was very dark. But yeah, this does sound kind of similar, but it's like the kind of from the opposite. So in that, in Misty, the woman is the main character, but she's also kind of, She's an anti-hero and she's kind of the one that's doing all the terrible things. And her husband is pretty like, you know, he loves her and he's kind of, but they're estranged because she keeps rejecting him. So like, I don't, I wouldn't say she was the villain because you can really understand her motivations, but she's also like not a good person. And the infidelity is not on the husband's side in that scenario. But then it seems like this one is like the woman is the main character, but she's also the one who's kind of suspicious of her husband and investigating like whether he's cheating on her so like that it's kind of switched in that sense do you think this is one you would watch oh no definitely not (laughs) that's very decisive the reason that i even watched misty was because like a i didn't know about the infidelity element b i am like i love kim namju i will watch her in anything she had amazing pantsuits her husband was uh what's his name the square jawed guy who was in designated survivor Yeah, I mean, it was, and it was also just, like, the writing in that was, like, so good. It was so, like, deliciously written that once I watched one episode, like, I probably would have finished it if I hadn't gotten busy with school, but I just didn't have time. So, yeah. But this one, I don't, I don't really have that much of a attachment to the cast members. And I also mm. just, I don't, I think it's probably going to be kind of a miserable experience because you're seeing it from the wife's point of view. I don't know. And because JTBC kind of specializes in in a certain type of misery yeah you know like honestly these days i'm just watching like variety shows and the things that i have to watch for my thesis because i can't handle the stress of watching an actual drama i feel you this is when i watch sungjae clips from return of superman on youtube endlessly because they are very healing yeah i i've been watching this um new show called like 17 well it's 7.7 billion people's love it's basically like an abnormal summit but they talk about dating and marriage it's not a good program but it's very entertaining (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't sound that bad i mean it's it's really entertaining but it's also like kind of problematic because like each person is is representing their country in a really simplistic way and they're like so how do you do things in your country like this one 
white ex-Mormon from Utah is representing the entire of the United States. And he's like, yeah, American weddings are like this. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> but no, no, it's, no. I mean, whatever. It's funny. It's, it doesn't, I don't have to use my brain. I, I'm sorry. I went off on a whole like little tangent, but. It was a good tangent. I think it's a, it's a good one to close on as well. You don't have to use your brain all the time to watch dramas or indeed not watch dramas, everyone. Yes. But you have a lot of choice in March. It's a very varied kind of offering. So you have your slice of life, you have your mystery thrillers, you have your medical drama, you have your romance. You have your using a... No sagaks, though. That's the only thing that's missing. Oh, no, we have Kingdom 2. So we got all of them. Which is, I think, a great note to finish on. <laughs> yeah. Stay safe from zombies and also coronavirus. Take care of yourselves. Wash and your hands. And also seasonal illness. Yes. And the flu, which is still raging around here unfortunately i went and got my flu jab today psa <laughs> go and get yours yes bye everyone bye everyone thank you for listening bye.